Merci. Welcome to the Random Ask podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests. We ask them random questions. We try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields. And we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor with Royal LePage Westman Realty. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses. I buy good houses. Let's get into it. Joining me on the show today, we have a longtime Kamloops resident and mayoral hopeful and a locksmith. It's Ray Dollywall from Ray's Lock and Key. Have you ever left the community, Ray, or has Kamloops always been your home? Kamloops has always been my home. Uh, my family's been here for well over 100 years now, and uh, it's been very good to us. We've um, we've made our living here, being part of the community through volunteer, just, just a part of the fabric of the community from uh, farming background to where we are today. Nice. That's awesome. And I know I've come across you many a times just for works stuff, keys, locks, um, that kind of thing. And well, aside from the mayor stuff, your business is awesome. Thank you you very much. We have great staff. That's uh, just amazing staff, the young people that we have. It does make the business for sure. Great staff, great great service. I've always, um, it's always been really easy to deal with you guys there. So I've appreciated you for that. But then now you've thrown your name in for mayor. Yes. Yeah. Well, a little bit about me. Uh, of course, my name is Ray Dollywall. I was born and raised in Kamloops. Kamloops is my home, always has been, and my family's as well. Uh, I've earned my living in Kamloops as well, owning two businesses now for over 40 years and creating employment for the youth of our community. That's always been a, a major goal of mine. We need to support our youth. Someone gave me the opportunity 50 years ago, and it's time for me to pay that back. And And like you said, great staff. You've experienced them. They're young people to find them like that and to retain them is uh, pretty rare these days, but uh, they're doing a great job. Um, I was a city councilor in 2017 and had to step back uh, in order to run the two businesses. And I'm ready to serve my community in a different capacity as the mayor of the city of Kamloops. And I believe I have what it takes to take on the role of the mayor of the city of Kamloops. And I will bring a different perspective to city hall and uh, make the changes we need. Nice. Right. So you're, Okay, so what we're seeing right now is we got three candidates that are currently city councillors, um, one that has no experience in city hall, and one that, well, that's you, the now, the last one that I'm speaking of, that has some experience at city hall, but isn't there, isn't an incumbent at this time, right? So Correct. what did you learn in your in your two years when you were at city hall? <laughs> if you could, if you could share anything for us, yes, it, it was an eye opener for sure. Uh, things do move very slowly in there. Definitely needs a little bit of help in the um, in the management department. I uh, just found out that uh, staff was uh, not listening to the people of the city, and of course, council um, basically it, staff basically runs the show in there. And council was not challenging them on a lot of issues, and uh, it, it was a good eye opener. It was great to see it. Sure, I've only had one year in uh, in council, and I needed a lot more to learn. But uh, through my business community. Uh, my strengths were putting together strong teams, and that's that's what I want to do in uh, in City Hall this time. Is put together a strong team. It's not all about me. I can't do it on my own. I need to have that uh, that uh, the support level behind me. So, 
So uh, that, that's my that's my goal first and foremost is to get the right people in place and uh, and talk to staff and uh, the disconnect between staff and the people is quite evident at this time. Um, staff is not happy. The junior staff is not happy in their work environment, and we need to change that narrative. You know, Ray, that's one of the things that you mentioned. There's something that is the first time I've heard it is oh, well, we need a team of people because this is all I'm hearing right now for people that are running for council or for mayor. Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'll do this and I'll do this. And I'm sitting here wondering how how can one person in that office alone really elicit all of those changes? You have to be working with everybody around you and everybody kind of has to be at least the majority on the same page, right? Correct. So you're, you're, one, you're one of the first guys I've heard bring it up and like kind of address that issue because like it's great to have ideas, but if there's no way to actually implement them, what are they worth? Exactly, yeah. As I said at the beginning of my, um, my run for the mayor back in January that I was starting a slate in order to, uh, to get in City Hall and get like-minded people to make the change. Otherwise, no change would happen. So having three of the Three councillors running for uh, mayor as well tells me that there's some disconnect in there and another councillor has already stepped back. So this is unprecedented time to have four to six new seats available in City Hall. So going to be an exciting time. We're going to have lots of changes. And as far as the slate went, um, we decided to to disband that as it was not needed anymore. It did its job as uh, to break up City Council. And there's going to be a lot of new people, a lot of great people stepping up. And I'm looking forward to that. And and hopefully city accountants will come out and vote and vote those right people and do your homework. I don't want to tell you who to vote for. Uh, you can ask me personally, but um, I want the citizens of this town to, to vote wisely this time. Make make it like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get a lot of the candidates in here and just get people to chat is get an idea of who you are, but also care, like care about our community and what's happening and come out and vote because this average rate or turnout of 25% or whatever it is, is pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. And, yeah. and you know, when I uh, ran last time, there's a lot of people, that, I've been in this community forever and, uh, and touched a lot of lives uh, in a positive way. And a lot of them have come up to me, said they've never voted for any political party ever. And they all came out and voted last time and they wanted to know how to do it, even for this election too. I've heard that a lot too. People are excited. They actually know somebody in there that that uh, they know will make the change. And I, I promise that I will do my very best to make the change and change change the narrative and bring back a local um, a, a local element to politics now, um, which which we haven't really had. We've had a few mayors that have come from the North Shore. I'm a North Shore born and bred and raised, and I still live over there and just love it. Um, and a blue collar guy too. It's time for a blue collar guy and a businessman to step up. We haven't had that for a while neither. So, and then understanding the business community, our businesses are suffering and I know it as well. So, so I, I think I have lots to offer the city as, um, uh, the role as the mayor. I think you're right. And especially with the increase in crime and how much businesses are targeted and how many, questionable um, shelters and things are put next to businesses. I just see how hard it is. Now it's just your, it feels like the city is adding an added tax. Even this place, this place has been broken into multiple times. And I'm talking about the studio that we're recording in right now. And it's, it's a shame when I see these guys and I work with them and you know, they're, I see them struggling trying to get it together, especially in the middle of uh, COVID. And we have, 
we're targeted, right? Like, and we have no real repercussions and it's kind of, it's frustrating. But aside from that, like, what are some of the main issues that you see out there? And well, definitely first and foremost, uh, my last platform was safety and security of our citizens. Nobody feels safe anymore and we need to change that narrative. Countless has lost its uh, identity and we need to bring that back. The foundation of our city has crumbled and I need to build that foundation back. And once that foundation is in place again, then we can move forward and expand our horizons. But, but until that time, we need to get this under control. Our bylaw department is in shambles. Um, I've, I've got to work with them to, to build that back. And that's the only way to get us out of this is more boots on the ground and, uh, and, and more patrols day and night. Our businesses are suffering every time they get broke into, as you mentioned too. Our businesses ac- accelerated, I hate to say that, just because of that uh, over the last three, four years. It's just been unprecedented. Uh, being a locksmith for 40 years, I've never seen it this bad. And it's, it's a daily occurrence. Even on the weekends, holidays, it doesn't matter. There's always something going on out there. This morning, I've already had two calls already to, to go and uh, secure some buildings that were broken into last night. So it's sad to see right and yeah i guess you're kind of you would be one of the first people that anyone calls (laughs) well as soon as they get back to repairing and getting back to normal right so you'd see it firsthand nobody has a better uh uh, finger on their pulse than uh, we do as uh, a locksmith and everybody will come into the shop uh business like i said has been around for over 40 years and 100 years for browns and uh they come in and share their feelings and they're all looking for hope and help and change. They, we need to have change. This can't go on forever. And it's still, I believe it's still manageable, even though it looks like it's out of control, but it's still manageable at this stage before we become a, a larger city and have these uh, larger problems. We need to catch things now and do something and have those policies in place. So we have, uh, we're ready for them when they do come. That's true. We got to get the system set up for handling it on a larger scale, because now once we've we've broken that hundred thousand point for population. I feel like it's going to accelerate and it's going to just kind of expand. And so if we don't have that set up like tomorrow, <laughs> correct. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something that's, uh, an urgency needs to be done immediately before, like I said, it gets, it's already at that tipping point. Some people feel it's gone over, but I'm pretty sure with my contacts and, and, uh, my contacts with the governments, uh, provincial and federal, we can work together on finding a solution for our area. We don't have to worry about what everybody else does. We have to worry about Kamloops and good things have come out of Kamloops. Good, strong leaders have come out of Kamloops. And that's my focus as well on my campaign. We need to, we need to start here, need to, have to start somewhere, get the right people in place and let, let the rest of BC watch what we are doing. Kamloops has always been a bellwether riding, even on the elections. And that sort of waned in the last few elections, but we need to bring, build our strength back and build our identity back to who we are. We are we were a very strong community, but uh, but uh, the hope is there. And if you put the right people in place or City Hall this year, uh, it'll come back. We can do it. I hope so. I hope it does. Um, okay, aside from that one, because that's the big one, and I think everybody kind of sees. But what other issues are you kind of focusing on and kind of have your eyes? in terms of uh, the changes that we need to see in Kamloops here? Sure, we need to uh, support industry is uh, one of my goals. As you can see, we only have one major industry paying their over their fair share of taxes. And in order for us to keep our taxes down uh, at as a residential level, we need to attract industry. We're short of uh, uh, um, buildings for land. We're, we haven't assembled enough land to 
expand our business base. Uh, people do want to move here. Kamloops was the hub city. It still is the hub city. Everybody comes through Kamloops. We need them to stay here, spend some money, support our businesses. Um, once we get that land opened up for uh, commercial, industrial, I think our, our city is poised, ready to grow. I just met with a fellow who was an investor, and we just had a talk before I came on to, and he's looking at Kamloops too. He's from the lower mainland, investing in Kelowna and all over, but he's ready to invest into Kamloops. Even though we're in a bit of a downturn now, uh, businesses are suffering a bit, but we need to get a strong business-minded uh, uh, group in there just to change things. Without business, we have no employment. Without employment, we don't have people. People are leaving town already, and I don't like to see that. We need to keep them here. People have been here for a long time, and that's my focus as well. We don't have any a lot of services here for young people as well, and that's my goal is to support them and uh, ask them. I always ask all the time, what would they like to see? What would they like as a recreational facility? Our seniors need a, uh, a senior center so they can congregate and get together and feel safe. Uh, between the youth and the seniors, both are being underserved. So that, that's all my campaign as well. That'll come out in my, um, my videos and stuff coming out soon. That's good because those are like, that's another point where I look at the community and I see, so you're a young person, um, home ownership has become unaffordable. Now you look at the rent and it's almost comparable to rents in certain parts of Vancouver. And you think, well, what am I going to stay in Kamloops for? Exactly. And that's another part of my campaign is attainable housing, not just affordable housing, attainable housing. We've got to make it so that our our young people, our mid, middle class, the ones that are working hard but just can't get that down payment, they can't just get their foot in the door. And uh, we need to make it so that it goes back to no more than 30% of their income. Um Payment should be should be based on their income and no more than 30%. So I think the government's working with federal, provincial. They should be able to have some programs available for these people. It's going to be the only way going forward, I see. And that would be in the form of rent control, essentially? Uh, rent control or uh, just price control or some grants for people to buy their houses to, again, to make it attainable for them, to get them that little boost maybe a long-term 0% uh, interest loan so that they can get that down payment to get them in the door, get their foot in the door, and uh, you know, any any avenues. Once I talk to my uh, provincial and federal counterparts, then, uh, then the conversation will start. And that's, that's the way I'd like to see that go to. We need to start supporting these young people. The wages are not keeping up. They're, uh, they'll never be able to afford a down payment. So there's got to be a way. There's got to be a plan. And people say, no, there isn't. I, I'm not one to ever give up until I've uh, um, gone to every different avenue that I could find and explored every different avenue. So in the States, one thing that I was talking to my friends and family down there that they have is they have a tool called a 30-year term on their mortgage. So not only is the amortization of the mortgage 30 years, but so is the term. So you lock in your rate and it's the same rate for that entire time. And that essentially protects you from inflation or uh, mortgage rate increases, right? It's not going to help people now for qualifying, but I mean, for just sustaining in the future, that would be something. But I mean, not like the city of Kamloops is going to be able to, to influence uh, Bank of Canada right away, at least. I don't know. I think that would be a pretty hefty undertaking, but things like that would be ways that um, I think we can uh, hopefully overcome that. But it's it's not easy. It's hard when you're talking about these changes that have to be made at a systemic level in politic, political realms that are so far above you, 
right? Like I feel like doing that, you're going to, you're going to Victoria and Ottawa, and like I I don't even know where you would start. <laughs> yeah, well that's it. I have like I said, I have some. Uh, we've grown up here with the our MLAs, both of them. Uh, they're my customers way back 30, 40 years ago, and. And my mother worked for one of the fathers of uh, one of the MLAs as well. So our deep, our roots go deep. So we have a personal connection as well. So that that definitely will help. As well as our new MLA, he's from the North Shore as well. We're all bred from the same uh, area. And uh, good things can happen that way when you have those relationships. And you can actually talk to them without, uh, you know, being guarded. You can just you can bring everything. And what I've learned from you right now on that too is what you just told me about what's going on in the States. So... Put all those little things together, and I'm sure we could put a package together to get uh, to look after our young people and get them get them a hand up that they need. If they're struggling when they're working and they don't see anything in the future for them, that that weighs on the mentality. Our mentality of our city is at stake as well right now. And I talk to a lot of people; you can tell that they're just on the verge and they're just unhappy. and And that's my goal too. It's going to be a tough job for sure. I'm not saying I can do it overnight, but we need to start the conversation going and head us in a different direction. I'll give you, I'll give you another tip. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Always open to that. I love it. One, one that's more on the canvas level is uh, one thing I've noticed just being in the industry and trying to do things um, through the planning and development department is it's tough to get answers. They're understaffed right now. And I don't think, I don't want to say that they're doing a poor job. I just feel like for the amount of work that they have, they don't have enough people to deal with it. Yeah. And that's so. part of my, uh, uh yeah my mandate as well. I need to work with that building department. They've lost a lot of people lately. They're looking for people, more people. Yeah. Um, definitely need more more staff and working with the home builders. I'm going to be working with them as well. If I do get in, I will listen to them. I need them to be part of my advisory team and uh, and bring the uh, city building department together with them. And let's find, a, let's find a solution to this. I mean, they're so far apart. And if you dealt with it yourself, businesses I've talked to eight, nine, 10, 11 months, they have to pay for a lease before they can even get a permit to demolish their space that they're going into. So they're paying, they have those costs and how many people can afford eight, nine months uh, a commercial lease without having any income coming in uh, makes it very difficult. And, and that's definitely, definitely on my, my radar as well. So, but you know, we need uh, more like-minded people uh, to, to run for council and, and, uh, uh there's a, a few few people in the wings that haven't announced yet, but um, I'm excited to see them come on board, and I know I have a personal connection with them as well, and those are the type of people we need to get in there and uh, and start making the changes that we need in the city. That's what I'm hoping for. I think uh, if we can see more people that really care about the community and they act out of service to the community uh, rather than self-preservation or trying to advance their political profiles, like that's that would be it right? Like put good. this yes. town before you put yourself and it's not hard to do because I feel like in this role, that's what it is. It's a service role, right? You're here to serve the town and, and its interests. Correct. But I feel like in the past, well, in politics in general, people end up shifting their focus from serving others to serving themselves and just advancing their roles. And I, I'm sick of it. And I feel like that's, that's the precipice at which we've come to in Kamloops. And that's what I hear from most people that they're looking for that change and uh you sound like a perfect candidate to run for council as well so maybe you'll give it uh, some thought here coming up soon um i think you have to get your nomination papers in in the next week or two but uh still some time for people like you that that have a, a love for the city and 
I have no other political ambition other than to serve my community locally. I don't want to go provincial, don't want to go federal. Um, I need to get our city under control. I have a love of the city, invested interest in it. The people that are here, people that I went to school with, they're still living here today. And uh, it's a great community. We can make it better and uh, and looking forward to it. It's only a month and a half away. The election's on my birthday, October 15th, so I'm having a big party. Um, and hopefully the outcome is favorable. See, I can kind of relate to that because I sit down and I look at this, and even if we kind of look from where I am right now, I was born about eight blocks away. Nice. I work literally a block away. Um, my favorite cafes are within two blocks of here. I live about 10 blocks east. <laughs> like, yeah, and I figure I'll probably spark. die yeah. like 10 blocks that Exactly. <laughs> right? Like, that's about it. And so, like, I have the same kind of feeling where I've never, and this is going to be an issue that you're going to see too. Again, like we talked about young people is I've never ever thought about actually leaving the city. Every time I go somewhere and I come home, I love it more. And I, it's just, it's part of who you are. But now that we've seen these changes come up, like with the homelessness issue, with the crime now, um, with the rental rates and the increased cost of living, we start comparing our quality of life here, which I feel like maybe we were spoiled. Or maybe it was just too good when we were younger and we didn't realize it. But now I start looking at other places across the country and across the world and I go, you know what, there's comparable lifestyles in other spots, but because of the connections I have, I still don't want to leave, right? And it's I feel like other young people are in the same boats now where they're looking and I've had so many of my friends, so many people that I went to high school or university with that as soon as they're finished, they think, why should we stay here? And we got to give them a reason to stay. So I think you're right on there because without them, our, our city is going to die out. We don't have enough workers, right? We don't have enough people to fill the jobs that we need, whether it's firemen or city planners or teachers or whatever else have you, right? Who are going to do those jobs that we need? Exactly. And even when I uh, grew up, I graduated in 74 and a lot of people uh, spread their wings and uh, wanted to fly away. There, there was not a lot of jobs in. We were in a recession at that time. And uh, all of them, I'd say 90% of them have come back home. They've always come back home. They always wanted to move back here. Uh, they moved away just for economic um, um, opportunities and, uh, and made their way through life. But they've always come back home to make Camelot their home. Our weather is second to none. Uh, we do have a terminal capital designation, but uh, we need to expand on that. Biking trails around here that is just underserved and underrepresented. We need to get that word out and, uh, and and bring those people in. We have the biking trails and stuff that people are so envious of. We have that. We just need to we need to work with Venture Kamloops to get that word out there for the young people. We need to attract the young people. That's going to be the only thing that is going to make our our community thrive and uh, make it vibrant and make it a hub that it used to be. And I think in doing so, and you create such a better culture and quality of life that then you're going to have an easier time attracting the doctors, the workers, the city planners, everybody, right? And it's going to be, hopefully, a better place like it used to be. Yes, good point. Yeah, growing up here, we always thought we had it so rough. We worked hard, but uh, it was a simple time of life, and it was nothing I would ever trade. Um, we want to bring that back. Like I said, I have the I have the, the roots uh, in this community, and I know it can get better, and I'll focus on that. That is my only focus, to make it a more of a livable city, a safe 
city, uh, one that you can earn a great living at, and you should never have to move from here. It's it's a it's a wonderful place to live. So Ray, moving forward, so what's your okay? So how's it look like when you're campaigning and just you know trying to move out there and get your name out there? What is like what's your day to day like? Just for, because I'm I'm curious about the process of how it all works and how each person kind of approaches it. Sure. Yeah. For me, um, I just talk a lot, lot to people uh, to hear and see what they want to do. We have uh, such a, a client list that comes into the shop, and one on one we get to talk and uh, and listen, and always make the time for them to to understand their concerns, and they 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 just align with mine. They they don't deviate very much from it. They, the safety and security is number one. Good paying jobs for young people to keep them here. Um, Definitely staff in City Hall, I need to address that. And uh, and there, yeah, a little bit of that stuff, um, lots of things. There's lots of things, but we can't, can't do it all at once. So we need to focus on one or two things, do it right, and then build on that, build our city back up from that. Do you, do you think you'd be able to do it in one term? Uh, it's it will start in one term. It might take longer, but all depends who um, who the citizens of Camelot's put in to be councillors. It could go quicker too, if you get the right people, the business-minded people, the ones that that have a heart for Camloops and uh, not for, like I said, self uh, uh, promotion. Um, we want people to be elected to work for the city, and that's part of my campaign. Ray Dollywall works for you. That's absolutely true. Um, yeah. Okay, and then I had I had another question. Okay, yeah, where can people find you? Sure, um, you can always catch me at the shop at Browns and Ray's Locksmith. Um, very accessible, seven days a week. Uh, my new phone number, if I can put that out there, is 250-214-7297. 250-214-7297. Or if they prefer, they can email me at rayformare22 at gmail.com. Um, I'm available at any time. Please reach out. And uh, if you have any thoughts or anything that I'm missing that you think need to be addressed, my ears are open. And what about the Facebook page and the website? Correct. Sorry. Yeah, my uh, my website should be up and running by the end of this week. Facebook page is Action 22 Kamloops. Uh, that is very active. That's I spend a lot of time on there. So, so if you'd like to reach out to me on there as well through Messenger, uh, that's available as well. I don't have a Twitter or Instagram account. I'm not that young. To... That's all right. You know what? Actually, whenever, whenever I've needed to find you, I don't even call or do anything. I just walk into the shop and I ask, hey, is Ray here? Nice. That's great. <laughs> yes, that's a beautiful, beautiful way to be and yeah. be a part of the community and have that respect and that the community has my respect as well. That's awesome. So closing it off, let's say, is there anything that you really want to reiterate to the people that are listening or the people at Kamloops? Like, what would you want to really see with the future and going beyond that few years here? What, what would you like to see for the future of our city? I'd like to see uh, more services uh, that our young people can access inexpensively. Uh, we don't have, like, we don't have enough pools in this city, uh, semi-desert area, we only have one outdoor pool. Uh, growing up, we thrived on that pool. Our friends used to come, uh, hang out there. Grandpas would take their kids to the pools. Um, very underserved, as well as more recreational facilities, even for the wintertime, outdoor skating. Uh, back in the day, we, we were active. We were active people. We didn't sit on our phones. We didn't have phones to sit on. We were outside. We played a lot. Uh, when the street lights came on, we came home. 
Uh, it was a safe community to, to live in at that time. So we want to go back there as far as much as we can, but I know things have changed and we're not going to go totally back there, but uh, to make this more of a livable city, building department, definitely. We want to get building under control in this city. I know it's a problem everywhere, but good things happen out of Camelops and uh, Camelops needs to get out and vote, put the right people in for council and mayor, and uh, let's get the city back on track. Awesome. I love to hear it. Ray, thanks so much for joining us today. And, um, well, now we just got to sit and wait and watch. Pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name. <laughs>